Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 32 of Jess by H. Ryder Haggard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. He shall die. The night was still and very dark. A soft cold rain, such as often falls in the Wackerstroom and New Scotland districts of the Transvaal, and which more resembles a true north country mist than anything else, was drizzling gently but persistently. This condition of affairs was as favorable as possible to their enterprise and under cover of it the hottentot and the white girl crept far down the hill to within twelve or fourteen paces of the back of the wagon house then yanchi who was leading suddenly put back his hand and checked her and at that moment jess caught the sound of a sentry's footsteps as he tramped leisurely up and down for a couple of minutes or so they stopped thus, not knowing what to do, when suddenly a man came round the corner of the building, holding a lantern in his hand. On seeing the lantern, Jess's first impulse was to fly, but Yanchi, by a motion, made her understand that she was to stop still. The man with the lantern advanced towards the other man, holding the light above his head and looking dim and gigantic in the mist and rain. Presently he turned his face and Jess saw that it was Frank Mueller himself. He stood thus for a moment, waiting till the sentry was near to him. You can go to your supper, he said. Come back in half an hour. I will be responsible for the prisoners till then. The man growled out and answered something about the rain, and then departed round the end of the building, followed by Mueller. Now then, come on, whispered Yanchi. There is a hole in the storeroom wall and you may be able to speak to missy bessie jess did not require a second invitation but slipped up to the wall in five seconds passing her hand over the stonework she found the air hole which she remembered well for they used to play bo-peep there as children and was about to whisper through it when suddenly the door at the other end opened and frank Mueller entered bearing the lantern in his hand for a moment he stood on the threshold opening the slide of the lantern in order to increase the light his hat was off and he wore a cape of dark cloth thrown over his shoulders which seemed to add to his great breadth indeed the thought flashed through the mind of jess as she looked at him through the hole and saw the light strike upon his face and form glinting down his golden beard 
that he was the most magnificent specimen of humanity whom she had ever seen in another instant he had turned the lantern round and revealed her dear sister bessie to her gaze bessie lay upon one of the half-empty sacks of mealies apparently half asleep for she opened her wide blue eyes and looked round apprehensively like one suddenly awakened her golden curls were in disorder and falling over her fair forehead and her face was very pale and troubled and marked beneath the eyes with deep blue lines catching sight of her visitor she rose hurriedly and retreated as far from him as the pile of sacks and potatoes would allow what is it she asked in a low voice i gave you my answer why do you come to torment me again he placed the lantern upon an upright sack of mealies and carefully balanced it before he answered jess could see that he was taking time to consider let us recapitulate he said at length in his full rich voice the position is this i gave you this morning the choice between consenting to marry me to-morrow and seeing your old uncle and benefactor shot further i assured you that if you would not consent to marry me your uncle should be shot and that i would then make you mine dispensing with the ceremony of marriage is that not so bessie made no answer and he continued his eyes fixed upon her face and thoughtfully stroking his beard silence gives consent i will go on before a man can be shot according to law he must be tried and condemned according to law your uncle has been tried and has been condemned i heard it all cruel murderer that you are said bessie lifting her head for the first time so i thought you would through the crack that is why i had you put into this place it would not have looked well to bring you before the court and he took the light and examined the crevice this wall is badly built he went on in a careless tone look there is another space there at the back and he actually came up to it and held the lantern close to the air-hole in such fashion that its light shone through into jess's eyes and nearly blinded her she shut them quickly so that the gleam reflected from them should not betray her then held her breath and remained still as the dead in another second muller took away the light and replaced it on the mealy bag so you say you saw it all well it must have shown you that i was in earnest the old man took it well did he not he is a brave man and i respect him i fancy that he will not move a muscle at the last that comes of english blood you see it is the best in the world and i am proud to have it in my veins cannot you stop torturing me and say what you have to say asked bessie i had no wish to torture you but if you like i will come to the point it is this will you now consent to marry me to-morrow morning at sun-up or am i to be forced to carry the sentence on your old uncle into effect i will not i will not i hate you and fire you muller looked at her coldly and then drew his pocket-book from his pocket and extracted from it the death-warrant and a pencil look bessie he said this is your uncle's death-warrant at present it is valueless and informal for i have not yet signed though as you will see i have been careful that everybody else should if once i place my signature there it cannot be revoked and the sentence must be carried into effect if you persist in your refusal i will sign it before your eyes and he placed the paper on the book and took the pencil in his right hand oh you cannot you cannot be such a fiend wailed the wretched woman wringing her hands i assure you that you are mistaken i both can and will i've gone too far to turn back for the sake of one old englishman listen bessie your lover neil is dead that you know here jess behind the wall felt inclined to cry out it is a lie but remembering the absolute necessity of silence she checked herself and what is more went on muller 
your sister jess is dead too she died two days ago jess dead jess dead it is not true how do you know that she is dead never mind i will tell you when we are married she is dead and except for your uncle you are alone in the world if you persist in this he will soon be dead too and his blood will be upon your head for you will have murdered him and if i were to say yes how would that help him she cried wildly he is condemned by your court-martial you would only deceive me and murder him after all on my honour no before the marriage i will give this warrant to the pastor and he shall burn it as soon as the service is said but bessie don't you see that these fools who tried your uncle are only like clay in my hands i can bend them this way and that and whatever song i sing they will echo it they do not wish to shoot your uncle and would be glad indeed to get out of it your uncle shall go in safety to natal or stay here if he wills his property shall be secured to him and compensation paid for the burning of his house i swear it before god she looked up at him and he could see that she was inclined to believe him it is true bessie it is true i will rebuild the place myself and if i can find the man who fired it he shall be shot come listen to me and be reasonable the man you love is dead and no amount of sighing can bring him to your arms i alone am left i who love you better than life better than man ever loved woman before look at me am i not a proper man for any maid to wed though i be half a boar and i have the brains too bessie the brains that shall make us both great we were made for each other i've known it for years and slowly slowly i've worked my way to you till at last you are in my reach and he stretched out both his arms towards her my darling he went on in a soft half dreamy voice my love and desire yield now yield do not force this new crime upon me i want to grow good for your sake and have done with bloodshed when you are my wife i believe that the evil will go out of me and i shall grow good yield and never shall woman have had such a husband as i will be to you i will make your life soft and beautiful to you as women love life to be you shall have everything that money can buy and power bring yield for your uncle's sake and for the sake of the great love i bear you as he spoke he was slowly drawing nearer bessie whose face wore a half-fascinated expression as he came the wretched woman gathered herself together and put out her hand to repulse him no no she cried i hate you i cannot be false to him living or dead i shall kill myself i know i shall he made no answer but only came always nearer till at 